This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Thank you for tuning in. This is a multi-platform broadcast of Latino politics and news. This is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante, and we are coming at you several different ways. On video, you get to see that on fox26houston.com. You get to hear the audio on 90.1 FM KPFT, Houston's community station where it all began. And of course, you get to experience it on social media. I'm really happy to get to chat with someone that has been shaping our show for a long time now and doing a really great job. He's so generous with his genius as a sound engineer. But today we're going to have him as a guest, uh, Rodrigo Bravo Jr., who is talking about this new video by Emmy-nominated rapper Taigo, which was called Ay Caramba, and Latinos are saying Ya Basta, and Rodrigo was at the forefront of calling out stereotypes that were in this video and we want to dig into what the nature of those stereotypes were what does it look like to work with the chicano mexicano latino community and where are we at right now where the representation issues are at the forefront is art catching up and i do want to remind folks that if you are tuning in Please donate to kpft.org in the name of Latino Politics and News so we can do our part to keep the station going and coming up with program like this, our terms on our terms. But more importantly, we are able to look at issues like this in depth that are true to the community, but also cutting edge of the moment. Uh, hey, Rodrigo. Thank you so much for all that you do for the radio show. And you were at the forefront of, of all this. First of all, tell folks a little bit about your involvement on social media because you've done so much for Nuestra Palabra in different capacities. If people tune into the radio show, that's your artwork shaping it. Um, but they may not realize that you're also involved very much on social media. Uh, you, you tweet, you, you're you're really great at Twitter because you've done some great promos for the show, including clips coming up. So tell us a little about some of the platforms that you're working on and where you experienced the Tygo video first. So I appreciate, first of all, Tony, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak on this. Um, as you know, uh, you know, I'm, I've been part of the show now you for over two years, three years, and I love it. I've, I've always been um, inspired by the work that you've done. And I really just appreciate being able to work in any capacity with you. I just, I needed to say that first. Second of all, uh, you know, I, I love to use social media. I, we, we all know that the news now come, kind of comes across social media, right? You, you find things on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all, the, all those platforms. And I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty active. I, I like to stay active. I like to stay on top of things. But mostly what I really like to focus on is really uh, Chicano culture 
uh, trans language usage among bilingual folks, especially when it comes to English and Spanish, uh, cultural identity, you know, and, and also cultural appropriation, you know, when things are being taken for granted, you know, maybe misused or even abused. Uh, um, this particular instance, uh, this rapper, he's a Grammy nominated rapper, Tyga. Uh, he's from Los Angeles. Um, and he dropped the video uh, two weeks ago. It was actually two weeks ago yesterday. And it was called Ay Caramba. And as soon as he dropped it, there was a couple of folks that reacted to it. And I found it on my feed. And I watched the video. And I have to be honest, Tony, I was stunned. I, I, I could yeah, well, walk us through it what, because it's been taken down uh, since, since then. But so w- walk us through the video. And, and we had for folks that are watching the video, see, we have a picture from the video right there. That picture goes a long way. <laughs> so you may want to describe that. But tell us a little more about the, the stereotypical images that were in the, in the video. Yeah. You know, um, the, the, the video itself, you know, starts with uh, a gentleman that's uh, in a fat suit. It's Tyga. He's dressed in a fat suit in brown face eating tortilla chips out of a bowl. First of all, Tony, you know we're not going to eat dry tortilla chips like that. We got to put some salsa in it, okay? <laughs> you know, we're going to put some aguacate, some guacamole, something like that, you know? So he's already getting this cliche or this, uh, you know, this stereotype wrong. Then, you know, the, the character is watching TV, and it goes through a series of different characters that pretty much stereotype Latinos and Mexican-American culture. The, the first one is a dancing show, uh, Tyga is dressed as a dancer. Yeah, okay, that's not particularly bad. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, right? But then he go- jumps into a lowrider. And in the lowrider, you know, he's bopping up and down on lowrider. There's some ladies, Latinas, again, objectifying Latinas as sexual objects, walking down the street. He's, he gets out the lowrider. And then there's chips falling from the air, Tony, as he's rapping along to this video. I, I don't even know what to make of that, Tony. I'm, like, I'm just like... I, I don't even get it, Tony. Uh, there's he dresses up as a matador, and he's he's doing these uh, little things. The picture that you're seeing right now is him dressed up as Yosemite Sam. Why he chose Yosemite Sam, I have no idea. The the, the what I extrapolated from it was that he was trying to make a Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, I'm gonna catch him, you know, sheriff kind of thing. I, I don't even know where he got all this. I don't understand, Tony, because. Tyga has actually done videos before with Latin-inspired, Latin-themed music and Latin-inspired videos. In fact, he did a video for a song called Mamacita, which was not bad. And in the video, in the song, he had Carlos Santana. Okay? And in the video, he had Danny Trejo. And you didn't see any of this, you know, mischaracterization, none of these stereotypes None of this outlandish mockery that you see in this video. In the next song that he had, it's called Macarena. He sampled um, the Macarena song from Los, Los del Rio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he used a mask theme kind of video. Again, that was pretty creative. I gave it to him. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. I know what he's doing. He's been on remixes, Tony. And, and honestly, one of the one things that I really was offended by was on the song itself, he's rapping with this quote-unquote Chicano Mexican accent. You know, he puts this kind of speedy Gonzalez affectation. My question was, where was that tone when he was rapping 
with on the Latin remix, mm-hmm. along with Becky G, Maluma. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that, Tony. He didn't have that. So what I want to say here is he knows better. He's mm-hmm. not ignorant. When it comes down to it, he's around other Latinos, Chicanos, like Danny Trejo. He knows what is right. That's mm-hmm. why when he's claiming ignorance, I don't buy it, Tony. I really don't. So so we've got the video and we started talking about social media because that plays a big role in this. Of course, this isn't like back in the day where videos would premiere on TV. Uh, you can't get instant response. They can't hear from folks. So we're in a different era. Um, you mentioned the video, which is chock full of stereotypes. Uh, and then you're also making it clear, though, that you don't have a problem with him delving into the Brown experience because he's done so in authentic, smart ways previous to that. So it's not that. It's this particular video is is over the top. It's just wrong. And then tell us a little bit more before we go, go over that. Tell us a little bit more about the responses uh, and your your efforts to, to address this. Well, you know, when I wrote the article, Tony, I, I submitted it and uh, Brandon Maxwell with the Daily Chella immediately jumped on it. I really appreciate uh, his uh, forward vi- his forward thinking mm-hmm. and just knowing, hey, you know what? I've heard it on the streets too. Let's get this article out there. And he immediately published it the next morning. And uh, the, the, the feedback was tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous, uh, both from the uh, uh, Black American community and also from the Latino community. Uh, I want to just make sure that uh, I recognize that there's the Afro-Latino experience. Mm-hmm. But when I speak of the two communities, I don't want to erase uh, their experience. So I want to just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, make sure that I uh, uh, kind of categorize these communities the same and not, you know, say, hey, there's no black Latinos or anything like that. Well, and let me add to that right now, too, because I think the other thing that we're going to talk about in a bit is that really what we're dealing with is a corporate media and i'm going to count slick musical videos as corporate media why well because it's it's about making money and you know i'm not saying that's bad or good that that's delving into a market for profit that's a fact and those systems they have to play off of in some cases generalizations and in this case stereotypes so these are systems imposing identity terms on us, and, and I'll go down the list. Corporate media, corporate education, corporate politics, which they're going to say, hey, here's the Latino lane, here's the African-American lane. But what you're alluding to right now is on the community level, you and I know that there's Afro-Latino experiences, and we're vibing together on that here in our communities. But we're talking about, hey, what happens when those blanket terms don't serve us at a com- at, at at you know at the commercial level don't serve us and that's what's happening about it. I, I did want to throw it in because you're touching on a huge topic which we might get into and I do want to point out yeah no NP has been involved with the Afro Latino discussion before it started being discussed at a, at a wider audience but right now we're addressing corporate identity terms. I, I didn't want to go on too far for that, but that's kind no, of the context. I, I appreciate that clarity, Tony. I want to make sure that folks, when they see this and when they hear this, that they understand that we recognize the communities that we're talking about. 
and that we cl are clear with our language. Like, words matter, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I want to make sure that uh, I am very specific, and I'm glad that you brought that clarity as well, because it is about the media. It, it really is. Mm -hmm. The article that I wrote for the Daily Chela, on that article, I made two key points. I talked about the, the video itself, right, with Tyga and, and his quote-unquote ignorance um, displaying these stereotypes, these tropes. But I also talked about the media itself, hip-hop media in particular, and not calling this video out. I was very disappointed, Tony, when I looked and I looked and look, I'm going, I'm talking about, I started off at five thinking, okay, somebody's got to talk about this. <laughs> I went to 10, I went to 15. Tony, I went and found over 20 media sites that reported on the video, but didn't say anything about the video's contents. In wow. fact, the majority of them were silent on it. And the ones that did say something, Tony, actually praised the video and wow. called it creative, called it crazy, called it a wild interpretation. They, they said all types. In fact, the most damaging one was a statement by a columnist for Uproxx, uh, a hip hop media outlet, who characterized the, the symbolism as archetypes and not stereotypes. Wow. And I was just stunned to see that. I, I almost wanted to say, come on, this guy must not know what those words mean. Mm -hmm. But no, I, they're giving him a pass. That's what they're doing. And it's dangerous when we start giving these types of images and these characterizations passes. Because look, uh, you know, I, you and I, we both know that's not true. Mm -hmm. But Latino representation right now in the industry is so low, Tony. It's right. so low that the few times that we do get this representation... Why has it got to be with a woman sucking on a guy's toes at the end? A sexual fetish. Again, objectifying Latinas as merely sexual objects. You know, that, that's not what we want. We don't want re representation matters. Yeah, but good representation matters. media outlets hadn't said anything I, I was very disappointed because the latino community and, and has been at the forefront of hip-hop as well you know we, we, we this uh one of my favorite papers that i've read uh, is from uh pancho mcfarland and he talks about chicano rap roots and the afro-mexican and black brown cultural exchange mm -hmm. and that happens all the time tony and, and and quite frankly i don't i don't i don't mind it i love it Mm -hmm. uh, black and brown cultural exchange is something that I appreciate. You know, we, we, we've uh, uh, Latinos and and, mm -hmm. and, and and Latinidad and Mexican-Americans. We, we love, you know, uh, the, the, the artwork, the, the style, the clothing mm -hmm. that we, we've done that. We've, there's been exchanges there. And, and with black American communities, you know, low riding, you know, certain clothes, you know, you see now their videos mm -hmm. display, you know, cholos and pachucos and, and all kinds of different uh, variations of Latinidad in there. Mm -hmm. Th that cultural exchange is welcomed. I love that. Mm -hmm. we, we have more in common, our black and brown communities, than we have in differences. But this is not it. This is not that cultural exchange that we're looking for, or, nor is it the cultural exchange that actually advances the cause 
for las culturas that we're trying to exchange within. Uh, and I think we should point out too, um, I think most people would agree on on the fact that stereotypes can cause some harm. I want We want to give some examples from history in Texas. I think the other part two would be this really seems to represent a disconnect because you mentioned earlier videos that Taiga had, uh, you know, delved into the community before portraying it. And then the, the question becomes why, why that disconnect? So um, again, let's talk stereotypes. Uh, we were chatting before the interview, um, how bad can stereotypes get? Uh, part of it is when a certain, the people, Using the term don't understand the impact. And we can go back to recent history in Texas. Um, a few years before the pandemic, there was the case of a former Texas State Board of Education member, she was white, who was furthering a textbook. And it was, it was mislabeled to deceive us. Um, it was called Mexican American Heritage. And she knew how to submit that book to the um, Texas State Board of Education because she had been on that committee. So obviously she had been observing the racket and I want to call it that because we're talking about people that observe a system and say, how can I manipulate it or use it to make money? So she figured out I can slap a textbook together and I want to use the term slap because the book was written by all Anglos and all I can imagine because she was a lawyer is she paid some people hourly to Google information, because she did cite some Google sources. And here's the worst stereotype of that book, which many of us then um, got together to fight against it, and it, it was stopped. It did not get through to the Texas State Board of Education and wind up in high schools. But here's one example of those stereotypes. In that book, it was stating as a fact a definition for Chicanos as people who want to overthrow Western civilization. And to her whole team, that just seemed like a fact. Wherever they scraped that off the internet, it was treated as a fact. None of her colleagues knew that that was a stereotype. And worse, if our community doesn't catch it and stand up, that would have wound up on quizzes in Texas schools across the nation. And I don't even want to think about some poor Chicanas, Chicanos having to face study questions where they're like, mom and dad, is you know, is this is this the fact? Is this what I said? Get an A. So so again, I want to point out an example where a statement that's not vetted by our community can have ramifications. And I think those are some of the stereotypes too that that are there as well. So people can understand the impact of stereotypes that we're not just being sensitive here. Like you said, representation matters. No, that's correct, Tony. And uh, to, to the credit of the community, and I want to specifically mention, uh, again, the Black American community, uh, they revolted. They, they actually were on the YouTube channel, on that video, denouncing the video in solidarity 
with Latinos and Mexican Americans, Chicanos, however you know folks want to identify. They were in solidarity, and the, and some of the comments, I, I think some of the feedback that I appreciated the most was uh, in that solidarity where folks said, hey, if my Latino brothers and sisters say this is offensive, I stand with them. Mm -hmm. This is not cool, man. You know, and, and so my my the article when I wrote it, I definitely it was not an indictment at all towards African-American or the black American community at all. It was an indictment of hip hop media and Tiger himself. And I think that's why it's important that we also differentiate that, that we distinguish that because these stereotypes, they do run. They do. You know, we, we started talking about all kinds of different stereotypes and you just acknowledge, you know, how harmful they can be. Um, these these types of stereotypes also cause division. Mm -hmm. they, they create, you know, the, this false sense of, oh, OK, well, they're they're OK with it. And then we're not OK with it. Now you're creating some tension that didn't need to happen. We, right. don't, we don't need to have these discussions of tension and what's going on. And so the, the feedback that came in from the article and then Rolling Stone picked up the article, uh, not my article, but they wrote their article as well based on a podcast from a gentleman uh, called American Cholo. And uh, Mr. Gilbert actually had a podcast where he called out the video and he talked about it. And just the other day, uh, two days ago, uh, they actually had an interview with Tiger with Tyga and in the video, Tyga actually apologized. Now I had my druthers about the apology, Tony. I'm not going to lie. Okay? <laughs> Tony, when, when somebody goes, look, look, when folks make an apology, the most important thing it is that it's sincere, right? Mm -hmm. That we, we believe the person that's telling the, the apology. And I want to believe that Tiger was sincere, but when he, when he says in, in the same breath, Oh, I made this video because I, I didn't think it was ignorant. I didn't think it was anything wrong with it. I've grown up with Latinos my entire life. It almost makes me think like, well, what Latinos are you growing up with that would have okayed this? Who, who are you? Are you really dancing flamenco in LA? I don't think so. You drew that from somewhere. Are there really matadors in LA that you you know had to? No. So he drew that from somewhere. And then the second thing that you know there were several things, but the second thing that really kind of popped. To me was, oh, well, my DJ is Mexican and so is the engineer for this song. Uh, we're, we're talking about folks that are employed by Tyga. Mm -hmm. We're talking about folks that have a financial interest in making sure this money train continues. Mm -hmm. The last people I would ask are the people that depend on me if something is right, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think this just goes to show that, like, you know, maybe you have some yes men in your camp. Or maybe you have an environment that's hostile to disagreement. You know, mm -hmm. if something is really bad, they can't say that it's bad. Why? Because you may just say, like, hey, I'm going to get another DJ. I'm going to get another engineer. The final thing I'll say, Tony, and this is where I really kind of fell back because it was a, it was just a bold lie. He mentioned, you know what? I When the criticism came in, I stepped back. I didn't say anything. He actually did, Tony. He actually posted on his IG stories several pictures that were the quote-unquote inspiration for the video. These pictures were videos from previous videos, you know, from artists that he admires, from uh, from uh, cartoons, all kinds of stuff. No words, no explanation, no nothing. He just posted it. That's a response. Mm. That's a response. You can't, you can't say, I didn't respond to anything. I wanted to, you know, step back. You did not. You actually did try to respond, but your response failed. Nobody bought your mm. response. And the criticism continued. So 
after everything was said and done, Tony, the video has been deleted. Tony, I want to say one thing. I am not a cancel culture person. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe in it. Why? Because you know what? I want to see what folks are at and I want to see the reaction. And that YouTube video was actually a great moment of solidarity. Mm -hmm. I, I think the one thing that was lost was that in the YouTube comments. I wish people had seen it more. I wish people had understood like, hey, you know what? There is unity within black and brown spaces. And it was evident within that particular video in that response. Um, mm. Other than that, though, that's what's happened so far. Now, the reaction, though, is still continuing. Um, I'll end right here. At this morning, I saw a tweet from Danny Trejo himself. You know, we've had Danny on the show before. Mm -hmm. You interviewed him last year regarding his new book. And mm -hmm. we, we had a double feature, in fact, for his book. And he read from the book. And he actually tweeted out. He said, Tyga, what's up with you, man? You're, I, you're better than this. You weren't talking this way when you were around me when we shot your video. <laughs> That's the point I made in the, in the article, Tony. That's exactly wow. the point I made. I said, this guy is not ignorant because he was there standing with Danny Trejo. He, in the video, uh, you know, the, it's a rap video, right? Mm -hmm. and Danny Trejo is there and there's Tyga and they're going at it. And it's, it's, it's an inspired uh, kind of video. And it's from his song, Mamacita. Carlos Santana is playing the guitar on the song itself. Mm -hmm. So so we know this guy, Tyga, who has has been Grammy nominated, has multi-million, you know, uh, streams on his, on his uh, uh, Spotify, on all his DSPs, who is, is out there making shooting videos and whatnot, widely recognized as a popular rapper. Why, why would you do this video? What, what's the purpose for a video like that? Well, and, and I think... We should get into the the lazy thinking, uh, quick, you know, facile thinking, not going that next step. But I do want to focus on uh, thank you for getting out ahead of it because you were scooping these other commercial um, publications. Um, maybe because you're you're embedded and you know the community, uh, you spotted it. You spoke out against it in this social media era. Um, you know. I'm glad La Chela picked it up and we're happy to be talking about it now, but I want to commend you for, for leaning in, especially if it's not evident that it's going to be popular, a popular notion. Um, you know, clearly some folks on his team, like you said, they saw this, they had misgivings, but maybe cause it's the boss, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, I, I you know, what have you. Um, so first of all, I want to you know commend you, and you're always doing that for us on the show as well. I mean, you know, folks don't know the whole team behind the scenes all the time. Appreciate everybody that does their work, but we're always tweeting and testing each other at all hours for stories. So you're all about it. You jumped out in front. I want to commend you, but also that that's kind of the cool thing about this era, no? Where it's the social media era that we really got to lean into, no? I agree, Tony. Uh, a lot of times we do get overwhelmed by the size and the scope, right, of these stories. But I'm really proud that I did write this article. Um, honestly, I did. I definitely want to give a, a shout out to uh, Mr. David Carrizo Pena. Uh, he was the gentleman that from the L.A. Times who actually told me, hey, man, why don't you consider doing this? And I appreciated that because a lot of Latinos that are in positions like that, Tony, mm -hmm. they, they sometimes they gatekeep. You know, and it's not even their fault. 
you know, they're grown to consider like this, this uh, scarcity mindset, right? Because of the structures that we live in, right? Hey, you're a Latino editor, you know, you know, you're the only one, this and that. Let's go back to, it's a corporate media approach where you're overworked. You're supposed to just touch on hot topics and you don't have time to mentor, let it help other Rasa. He did that. That's very cool. I appreciate that because, uh, you know, somebody like myself that writes something like that, you know, I'm, I'm not really aiming for anything at that point. I'm just expressing myself. I want to make sure that my voice is known, at least to the folks that follow me, my friends and my family and so forth. And so having the opportunity to extend that and reach to other folks and have, you know, some impact, I'm happy for that. I'm proud of that. And I, I and I'm happy that uh, honestly, I'm able to do uh, my, my small part really and, uh, and it's really just a continuation of the legacy that you've done, Tony, to be honest with you. You know, I, 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 I commend you for all the work that you've done. The work that I'm doing is really small potatoes, but the potatoes are good, Tony. Okay, so. Hey, papas son ricas, man. Mas papas, mano. So it's, it's important that folks know that if you do have a voice mm-hmm. and you feel something, use that voice because you do have a voice. You know, a lot of folks, some of the feedback, Tony, in fact, was that, oh, this generation is soft. Oh, you're weak. Oh, you're thin-skinned. Oh, man, we've been growing up with this kind of stuff forever. It didn't bother me then. Why are we worried about it now and this and that? And, uh, Tony, I I challenge that every single time Mm -hmm. because uh, something that may not offend me, I may not know the lived experience of somebody else, Mm -hmm. and it offends them. You know, I'm going to respect that. You know, I'm going to say, okay, you know, in fact, educate me. Why, why is it offensive to you? You know, heck, even I've messed up in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. Wow, where did I mess up? Because obviously I'm missing something. But that's the whole point, to be educated. And really, that's why I wrote the article, to make sure that folks know, hey, maybe these outlets don't know what's offensive. Right? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, because of the representation uh, in radio, in film, in in TV, we don't have enough representation to show folks what we really are about. You know, we're not just janitors and maids and dancers and you know low riders mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Hey, there's beauty in that. Okay, trust me, there is some beautiful stories in there. But that's not just us. And mm-hmm. there's a problem with that when these stories continuously display us that way. People start thinking that. Uh, people start rec- start believing, hey, that's all they're about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there, there's a really good TED talk uh, from uh, Chima, Chimamada, Chimamada Negosi Adiche from 2009. And she talks about the danger of a single story. And I really recommend that folks check that out. It's available online. But check, I, I recommend that because she discusses how dangerous it is to represent one group as solely that group that does a bad thing. In this case, she was talking about the portrayal of Mexicans being uh, committing crimes and stealing government money and being rapists and all, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And she talked about how that one story 
could be the one story, even though it's not true, it's the one story that people remember. And what I was against was somebody watching that video and looking at that video, mm -hmm. and that's their only experience with Latinidad, that their only experience with Mexican culture, with Chicano culture. They see that video and they're like, oh, man, they look like bumbling idiots. Oh, man, they they, they look sloppy. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, they, they, they look crazy. You know, look, they're mm -hmm. lazy, right? And so that's why it is important to speak out on it. That's why it's not thin skin. That's why, in fact, I would counter that and say, no, I'm standing up for my cultura. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? That's how I would counter that. No, exactly. And, you know, we can wrap it up by saying, here's the other side of that as well. It is now in this era, if, if you're not down with the humanitarian reasons, because, you know, we covered that. It's good and smart business now because let's go over some of the smart collaborations at the commercial level. I mean, I remember, you know, Snoop Dogg has had some cool uh, threads with Banda. Um, and if we want to talk about the commercialization, bad or good, you've got consultants now. Um, Coco, you had our friend Lalo Alcaraz. He was a paid consultant to, to go over that film and make it authentic. Um, you know, um, Gustavo Riano, he's been a consultant on films as well, where they come in and they're paid to say, hey, how does this look? How does that work? Um, uh, if I understand correctly, I believe the, the Black Panther franchise is now bringing in Mesoamerican uh, characters. And what I've seen so far, it's pretty powerful to see, you know, uh, Mexica, you know, indigenous references that 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 are authentic. Um, so this seems to be the new era. You know, Taiga has to be in tune with that as, as all ours, especially at that level. Like you say, that that sort of art can reach so many people, but there's not a response to that. Uh, so now it's good business too, no, Rodrigo? Absolutely agree with you, Tony. I think even if you want to look at it from a uh, kind of a Machiavellian sense of a, you know, I'm doing things just to make money. <laughs> the best way to make money is by actually doing it right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's not this. You, you mentioned several collaborations there, right? It, the people, people want to collaborate. There's a, again, I refer to this cultural exchange that happens between black and brown communities. I love it. We have so much in common when it comes to our trajectories, to when it comes to our pain, our trauma, and the systems that we live under. A lot of the music, a lot of the art is born from that. So a lot of the things that we do are in tandem, are in step. Even the Chicano movement. The mm -hmm. Chicano movement was born from, from, uh, from civil rights, from the Black Panthers, from the, these movements that were creating for, for equity mm -hmm. among so many marginalized communities. I, you know, I, I owe, a debt, uh, I owe a, a debt of gratitude towards them for building those steps, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I recognize those steps and we recognize how important this cultural exchange is. And it just makes good business sense. Here's the other thing, Tony, about that video. Uh, Tyga is, 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 is uh, his parents are Jamaican and Vietnamese. And then the director for the video is white. And who knows who the creative team behind that was. So here you are creating something that's supposed to quote unquote represent Latinos or Chicanos or wherever you're trying to represent but you don't have anybody from that representation there to tell right. you anything. That's bad business sense. You see right. it now. Departments are right, or I'm sorry, companies are rightfully hiring 
DII, uh, HR uh, 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 department. They're, they're hiring teams that are specifically there to make sure that, hey, if we're going to touch on cultural uh, um, items, let's make sure we do it right. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about Banda, right, you talk about Snoop Dogg and, and MS, you know, the Banda MS. That, that that collaboration was was just out of this world. You hear it and you're like Snoop Dogg rapping on a Banda track. But it made sense. It, it worked. <laughs> Everybody loved it. It was a hit. Now you're talking about Black Panther to Wakanda Forever. And they dropped the trailer just last week. And oh my God, they have a character there, uh, Neymar, who's played by a Mexican, not even a Mexican-American. He's a Mexican mm-hmm. actor. Uh, the, the, oh my God, I can't pronounce his name. I apologize. And I'm going to look it up so I can make sure I get this right. But but it, it's a Mexican actor and you're now drawing from, from uh, they, we're, we're not sure where exactly, but it's either Mesoamerican, Mayan, Olmec, Aztec, mm-hmm. who knows? But there's some representation there. And and knowing how they've done the, uh, when they did Black Panther, the first movie, I, I, oh my God, in my heart, Tony, I feel they're going to do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to do, they're going to make sure that they have the right people. They're going to mm-hmm. make sure that they have the consultants, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the historical folks, just like you mentioned other folks like Lalo and Gustavo who were on other films that, you know, were consulted because, Hey, we want to get this right. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we represent this faithfully or at the very least not be offensive. Maybe right. we take some some artistic leisure and, and fudge a little bit of the historical stuff. Okay, understood, you know. Uh, maybe you're making the story tight, whatever the case may be. But you're doing it with a sense of, of, of purpose, uh, purpose, of love towards that community that you're representing. And I think that's what's lacking in this video. And now it's deleted. I'm glad that, you know, that some action has been taken. But I hope that this is a wake-up call to other folks in the industry music, television, film, whatever, that we're not going to take this, that we're not going to allow representation like this to exist because Latinos, we have so much more to offer. Chicanos, mm-hmm. Americans, everybody that represents this entire coalition of Latinidad. We have so much more than these stereotypes and this mockery that Tiger's video had. That's fantastic. Well, Rodrigo, hey, thank you so much for everything you do for the show, for the movement. Thanks for leaning in on this to begin with. Uh, we're always, I'm always thanking you for <laughs> editing the show. You're about to edit the show that, that you were on, uh, and you're always there for our crew. Thank you so much. I uh, want to thank Roxana Guzman, who's helping with the multi-platform broadcast. And, of course, want to thank all the listeners. Again, this is a multi platform broadcast of latino politics and news this is tony diaz the video will air on fox 26 houston.com and the audio will be coming home to kpft 90.1 fm houston's community station and if you are a listener please take time to go to kpft.org and make a donation in the name of the show latino politics and news we appreciate your support hey thanks again rodrigo appreciate all that you're doing Hey, thank you, Tony, and keep the work, keep doing the work that you do, bro. Thank you. Gracias,